0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number two of Matt Steer Mentality. We got a fantastic episode lined up for you today. I'm talking an author, entrepreneur, and orator hailing from Little Rock, Arkansas, Terrell with the a Y. Humphrey, how you doing, man? And I'm good, Jacob, how are you? I'm doing real good, I'm doing real good. So hey, Terrell, hey. I remember when I first met you at the Seven Figure Speaker Conference, I want you to tell listeners a little about what you were wearing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had on a dark, with the, it, so it wasn't blue, but it wasn't purple. But it was yes. like in the middle, but it was suede. So <laughs> suede, whatever color is, and I had that on with uh, black button down, black black pants. Uh, I, I wanted to do something different to get people attention, so I could be remembered future on. Like when I reach out to people, I can say. I, I, I wore the, the blue suede Jackie so you, you know just a little Marketing tactic, tactic that I learned So yeah <laughs>
0: Exactly man I'm telling you When I saw you across the room and I saw that suit, I was like ooh, man I gotta talk to him But exactly what you said You know it's a great like marketing idea To you know put yourself out there And you know cause people Another thing that we learned at the conference was that People pay for rare You know you're not gonna have Like you're not gonna you're not going to move places or, you know, go forward if you're just, you know, like the same as everyone else. You're going to stay in the same place. That's why people, you know, employers, they're going to pay for rare. They're going to pay for you to be different because if you're not different, you're just going to be the same as everyone else. That was a bar. I had to write that
1: down. I, I was looking down, people pay for rare. I'm like, ooh, I'm just
0: telling you. It's starting off good, man. It's starting off good. But uh, speaking of a seven-figure speaking conference, man, I know I myself, I had about 15 pages of notes. They were just, you know, spitting like gems after gems. But uh, tell me, Terrell, what was your biggest takeaway from the conference?
1: Uh, my biggest takeaway from the conference was that we can actually do it, but here's how you can do it. So they taught, they showed us how we can do it by, by knowing who we need to reach out to. My biggest takeaway was the connections and the education that they gave us. But with me, I, I go, I go more in depth with that, right? So I have the notebook. I've been implementing what I've been learning, slowly but surely. However, how can I take what I've learned from them, from somebody else, to somebody else that teaches something, and then actually implement it in different manners? So there's different lessons that I'm learning from different people. What the biggest the biggest takeaway that I learned from the seven figures, seven figure conference was that. You have to have the right people around you. You have to know how to con- con- uh, con- connect. I am sorry, connect with the people that you want to reach with in order to start building a relationship with them. And he was like, "Man, when uh, ET Eric Thomas was talking, he was Bro, like, you 'Bro, y'all, y'all want to know how I got here?'" He was like, "Them." <laughs> he was like, damn. <laughs> yeah. damn He was like, "Man, I, just, I am just surrounded by good people." When you understand that, you don't have to do everything by yourself because you now you know who you need to reach out to and why you are reaching out to them kind of like a, you're reaching out to the, the decision maker right. so that was my biggest takeaway he was like a lot of people don't a lot of you all don't have people negotiating for you right. which means when you're not in the room you're, you're the only one negotiating I'm like yeah okay <laughs> yeah. I got some work to do I got some connections to build but my notebook right here oh yeah yeah I got mine right here too man. Oh, Yeah, yeah. My, my mine is filled you know what I mean
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I bought it the night before we went to the conference. I was like, man, I, know, I have a notebook, but I'm going to need a new, fresh one. But uh, <laughs> like you said, it all comes down to, you know, relationships are key. And, you know, uh, one of my biggest takeaways was that you need to make sure that who you surround yourself, you need to make sure that the relationships are transformational rather than transactional. You know, you need to make sure that, you know, you have that supporting cast that will also help you where do you need to go. Because, you know, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, you know no one does it by themselves you know they need a team no matter you know how great they are but you know it's making sure those relationships are key and another takeaway kind of on the flip side though but uh is to be a pleasure around others and that just that really hit me because you know you, you just nah, how do i say it? <laughs> the biggest thing is to be nice around people because if you know, you're just like miserable around others. That's going to reflect on them. And that's just going to lead to a chain effect that, you know, is going to affect others.
1: I agree. One thing I learned about networking and actually being in the rooms is that the more you show up, the more comfortable you are presenting yourself. Yes. So when I showed up in that whatever color was purple blue, or blue and purple, whatever color it was, I showed up as myself because I knew I wanted to be remembered, you know what I mean? Like, yeah a lot of a lot of times as we're going to these different places we don't know who is in the room and that's absolutely fine you have to be confident within yourself to say i'm stepping here but what's my intention behind it like exactly. what is your intention to come here a lot of times you just do things don't have intention or a purpose to even do it you just go just to go like you no know, be intentional with what you're doing yes when you intentional that's when you start to grow when you start to grow That's when you start to really learn your your capabilities and what you're able to do and, and become
0: yes it's <laughs> you're speaking yes man yes exactly <laughs> exactly uh another thing they said too is you know like don't catch the check if you ain't it you know like you need, you need to be an expert in what you speak in so that others know what to do and they know that they're learning from the best you know I mean, yeah, you can, if you do like a speech or, you know, whatever it is, it can be anything. But if you just do it, you know, like half-heartedly, and, you know, like you don't put your full 110% into it and you get that check, you know, that's, you're gonna feel guilty about it. Cause you know, you didn't put your best into it. And so that's why if you make sure that you do put your everything into it, then you feel good about that check and you're like, okay, then this is only gonna go from there.
1: I agree. You know, one thing, cause you brought up another point as well. When they said, uh, I think it's the same point. But if, if somebody pay you for a job and you know you can't do it, do not take the money because you're not yes. fulfilling your obligation. Mm-hmm. So I'm like yes. that make a lot of sense. All money is not good money if you understand the money that's being brought to you
0: mm-hmm.
1: or your task. And then one, th- one thing that I learned was just to ask the right questions before you get. Oh,
0: cut out there for a sec. Can you hear me? i was jumping. Can you hear me now? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. We're good. Okay, okay. Go. What was the last part you heard? Uh, uh, just about the relationships. Oh, uh, sorry. The, <laughs> uh, the... Hang on. Sorry, I'm trying to figure this out. You good? You good? Alright, there we go. Yeah. Uh, no, just about the, you know, taking, if you do the job, you know, like you were saying, if you can't do the job, then don't take the check. That's what kind of where you
1: Oh, yeah. So, uh, all money is not good money, but if you understand the money that you're you're working towards, that's when it becomes good. It becomes bad when we don't understand the power of what we're doing or who we are. So, when you know yourself, you're comfortable with your capabilities, your attributes, you can say no to money. You can say no to opportunities. You can say no to something you'll feel comfortable doing. That is okay. Mm -hmm. We have to learn what makes us uncomfortable in order to keep growing that weight. You know what I mean? Exactly.
0: Yes, definitely, man. All right. So we're going to move on to our first segment of the day. First segment of the episode. I got a little quiz for you, Terrell. All right. So we're going to move towards uh, more towards the like mental health aspect of the episode. So I want you to answer this. So how many NFL players in today's game on like average, uh, how many players, just give me a percentage or like ratio or whatever uh have mental health like uh, disorders or problems in the in the, in the NFL, nfl or just yeah. in, the, in the nfl uh
1: i have no idea i don't want to say the wrong number when i when i haven't studied that but i do know mental health is a big issue in all at all aspects of life yes. not just the pros but we as regular people deal with mental health issues as well so Absolutely. I can't, I don't have a, a statistic number for the NFL of, of the mental health problems, but I do know we as people, we as individuals suffer from that.
0: Absolutely. Yes. Uh, one out of every four players, uh, you know, experience, you know, uh, like depression, anxiety. And like you said, it's just not on just that level, but I think because, you know, there's such a impact that goes into the game, you know, mentally, emotionally, emotionally, physically of course it's just it's a huge aspect and uh, a lot of recognition goes into that for you know players like that do experience that and that's why like death rates are you know so low or so yeah so low for you know nfl players you know even professional athletes and you know basketball and everything else and it's just you know it's just really a crazy statistic you know one out of every four players you know experiences and goes through those uh you know, events, and it's just, it's really eye-opening, but that's why I brought you here today, you know, talk about mental health and kind of, you know, get that awareness out to people and, you know, try to help people. So, uh, Terrell, tell me a little bit about yourself, man. What's your, what's your origin story?
1: So my origin story, I'm originally from Rock, Arkansas, and uh, I joined the military when I was 19. Yeah, when I was 19, back in 2018, but when I joined, I wanted to learn more about myself and what I can bring to the table. You know what I mean? Like as far as work experience, uh, what I'm good at, what I'm bad at. I didn't know when I left for the military, I didn't know everything that was gonna go behind it. But when I joined the Marine Corps, it really taught me more about myself. But what 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 made me, what. what When I joined the the Marine Corps, how it taught me about myself was that I had to learn everything that I've been through all my life. And with that, I was raised by a single mom. She raised three boys by herself and she did a phenomenal job raising us. But see, the thing that I learned while while growing up into myself is that a woman can't raise a boy to a man because a boy has to emulate a man in order to see what he can become. And I'm learning this daily as I'm going through the process. So my origin story is someone that's really determined to learn more about himself, because if I don't put the time and effort to learn who I am, the next person can not tell me and it will help me how I'm supposed to to be getting help. It is very difficult to go through life if you don't understand what you're dealing with. My divorce taught me that pain is necessary, but as you're going through this pain, you have to learn how to heal by yourself. You have to learn how to be comfortable being alone. You have to worry about not depending on the next person to find your happiness. Yes. You see, what's happening is that we put our all our trauma, our baggage that we're dealing with onto the next person because we want this next person to solve everything that we've been dealing with and we don't know how to. I didn't know I had abandonment issues until I started speaking about it, until I started articulating and communicating what I was going through. What made me realize that I've actually felt my emotions come to it. Wow, I have abandonment issues. My dad wasn't even there, but I didn't recognize that. Mm -hmm. I'm almost supported, supported all three of us throughout our whole entire life. Still, still does. But I've learned that you have to heal from your pain in order to grow into a new version of yourself. Yes. What, what, What I learned where depression comes from is that we're we're stacking everything on top of each other and we pushing it down because we're not recognizing But mm. the more we push down, the more, it, the more pressure it takes, the more it's gonna come out when it's not supposed to.
0: Yes, later on, yep, absolutely. You
1: feel me? Like at the wrong time, in the wrong place, at the wrong person, because we didn't handle how to control, we didn't learn how to control our emotions. Remember I told you I was raised by a single mom, and she taught us to suppress our feelings to hold everything that we're going through it's not okay to cry it's not okay to express yourself it's not okay to learn your emotions it's not okay hold it in suck it up be a man that's what we got told not knowing as we getting told this as we're getting older it really it really hinder us it really stops us from growing because we're now we have to learn a new tactic, a new skill that we never was was taught, was showed or even brought up. You know what I mean? So it, it's really my origin story. Is someone that's that's learning more, more about himself is not going to stop learning more about himself.
0: Exactly, man. You said it absolutely perfectly. Yeah. Um, you know, my dad was in the military too, you know, 22 years and you know, it also, it comes down to who you surround yourself with. So you have a supporting cast. So, you know, you don't bottle those things down, like you said. And so you have, you do have someone to talk to. So you're able to, you know, like you said, not bring everything out that's been bottled up for, you know, years or however long. So it comes out, you know, like you said, at a worse later time that's, you know, when it's not supposed to, but um, I agree. Uh, more on that, though, what do you do to, you know, help like your mental health or what do you do like on the uh, on the daily on your daily activities that, you know, kind of helps you helps with stress and everything like that?
1: So when I started to learn about mental health and everything about myself, I was trying to figure out how to run away from it. I was trying to dodge it. i wasn't trying to accept it. And this was two years. I'm sorry. This was last year, April of 2022. This is when it, this is when it kicked in. Me and my wife, me and my ex-wife was going through a divorce and when we separated, that's when pain and everything came to me. So I didn't know how to work through my emotions. I didn't know how to communicate this was wrong. I didn't know how to do that. So as I'm learning about myself, I became depressed because I didn't want to be alone. Who who wants to be alone? I didn't want to be alone because I actually loved her. what i learned is that i have to start doing what's best for me so i read this book called single purpose and once i read it it taught me the importance of loving myself and being one with who i am what i've learned is that in order to start growing and healing from your pain you have to identify what you're healing from and by that i'm actually talking about my, my divorce came up but over time. What about the abandonment issues? What about my dad not being in my life? What about me li- leaving my hometown to join the military? What about me finding myself? What about me finding my skills, my attributes? Like everything is actually piling on top of each other, but I didn't recognize that because I didn't go through pain before. Mm, as soon yeah. as I start going through pain, that's when everything came to life. Like how does did, how did all this happen all at once? When bad things start to happen, this is when you really start to learn and identify who you are, if you accept it. So to answer your question, what do I do to handle the pain, handle the the mental depression, is I recognize what I'm going through. What emotions am I dealing with today? Today, not not last year, not a couple years ago. What emotion am I feeling today? I have to recognize this. We feel it, but we Neglecting, we don't want to accept it, right? We feel the emotion, but the emotion is not understood because we don't know how to communicate it. And so, when I was learning how to communicate my emotions, I started to write things down. And by writing things down, I'm actually like asking myself, How was your day? How did your day go? What did you do? Was it good? Was it bad? What was special about it? What was bad about it? What could be better? I'm actually having these conversations in my notebook. So I have to learn how to, how to communicate this. But what I've learned is when you write things down for yourself, you're able to communicate with the next person to tell them this is what's wrong with you and this is why. What's happening is that we want the next person to figure out what's wrong with us without us even knowing what's wrong with us. How I handle it is identify every emotion that I'm going through. I have to, you have to identify this. I, I had to identify the emotion. As I'm, as I'm identifying it, it taught me how to put it on paper and to understand everything that I'm dealing with. When I come, uh, come encounter with somebody that has dealt with what I'm currently dealing with, now we can actually have a conversation because I'm not the only one dealing with it. Mm-hmm. I thought when it started, I was alone. I thought I was alone. No, no, no. no. The more you speak about what's growing going on with you, the more connection you're gonna have with this next person that's coming to your life. Absolutely. A, it doesn't matter the time, the day, the place, the situation, you're gonna to start to hear this next person is dealing with what you're currently dealing with. Mm-hmm. It's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. It's life. It's not it just didn't happen out of blue. It, you're being connected with people that understand what you're going through in order to start helping you. So mental depression is everything that we've been running from, but when it comes to light, we have so many ways to accept it, but we don't want to accept it because it's comfortable pushing it away.
0: Yes, absolutely, man. You said it perfectly. And you know, you do have to go through those pains to know how to endure the next pain that comes. You know, you had you have to experience those, you know, failures, hardships. You know whatever it is to know how to get through the next one and so i know a lot of listeners you know myself included uh just going through a breakup you know that you know that was hard and so uh tell me, Terrell, how did you kind of deal with that uh you know coming out of that relationship coming out of it yeah. i had to put
1: one foot in front of the other yeah. even though it's easier said than done i had to take it one step at a time bro I, I knew I did not want to be alone. I knew I wanted someone to be with me 24 seven, but me wanting to be with someone 24 seven, I became dependent on them. I didn't know how to be alone. I didn't know how to love myself. I didn't know how to communicate with myself. I didn't know none of these things that I needed to do in order to start growing. But what's happening is that you you have to learn when bad things happen, it's happening for you and not to you. Ooh. Say that, that
0: again,
1: that was, us, say that again. It, it's happening for you and not to you. Yes, absolutely. That man. I needed to go through in order to start learning. If I didn't go through the divorce and ask for a divorce at the time I did, I'd probably be in the same position. Yeah. But what's what's happening is that we built the courage up to do what's best for you. Now that's when the journey begins. You can't run a marathon in two minutes. I don't know how long a marathon is, but I know a marathon that you can't run that mug in two minutes. <laughs> you feel like the, the analogy behind that is that you can't sprint the marathon. You, you cannot, because you have to build the endurance and the, 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 uh, the conditioning for yourself in order to run as long, or to build your body up to run at a specific pace for a specific time on a specific day, no matter the weather. Yes. How I overcame my heartbreak, I started to find things that can that can help me uh work with the pain. Not even hide it, but work with the pain instead of against it. My tactic, my skill was content creation. So every time I was feeling some type of way, I record. I record. But what I didn't realize or didn't learn was that as I'm recording and making these videos. People are resonating with it. People are understanding. Like, man, I just went through that. Man, I can't. That's crazy. I'm not the only one. And it and it taught me something. I'm not the only one dealing with pain. I'm just the only one that can that, that can communicate what I'm going through. When you communicate what you're going through, this next person that you come encounter with come in the in space with, this person can help you more. And now y'all constantly helping each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the breakup is not the end of the world i'm still living today i'm still doing what i want all i want to do I, i'm still pursuing my dreams but what, what had to happen is that i had to step away from myself sometimes your relationship is not gonna work sometimes the best thing to do is to walk away and that is okay that is okay i didn't know what a relationship was i didn't even understand it now today i understand it because of the pain that i have went through in order to start growing but see what's happening is that we go from one relationship to the other the other relationship to another relationship the other relationship to another relationship without properly healing today i'm ready for my next relationship because i put the time and effort into me healing yes and i can identify that because i can identify my emotions once you identify your emotions That's when you know that you you have grown and you are able to heal. Because this next person that's coming to your life, you're not going to put your past on to your present. Why? Because your past already happened. Mm -hmm. It's something that it it has to be the past. Sometimes it's not going to work out. Sometimes it, it, it will work out. But the pain that you go through helps you learn more about yourself than anything and i'm happy i went through it but i'm not glad that it happened Mm. yeah because i learned so much
0: i I learned so much bro oh yeah exactly and you know one of the hardest things to do and or to realize is that you know you need to work on yourself first you know there's only one you in the whole entire world there's only one you and so working on yourself is the most important thing because you know once you work on yourself the rest will come you know the success everything else if you just keep being consistent keep staying with your work and one of the biggest things for me is like eric thomas said you know et he said you know what's your why you know what's your purpose and so after i went through my breakup you know i was i was still you know kind of doing my thing i was just getting started but i kind of i was like okay And I took a step back, and I said, "You know, what's my why? You know, what's my purpose? What do I want to do with the world? What do I want to change? You know, how do I want to change the world? How do I want to? How do I want to inspire people?" And so, you know, I took a step back, and like you said, you know, just take you know baby steps to you know one foot in front of the other, and I realized, you know, that I needed, I wanted to inspire people, and so that's how I got into you know motivational speaking. That's how. I wanted to, that's why I wanted to go to the seven-figure speaker conference in Atlanta, you know, this past January. And so, you know, I think the biggest thing for people, you know, listeners out there is that you need to realize your why and, you know, understand that there's only one you and you need to focus on yourself, you know, and it's not selfish. It's just doing what's best for you. As long as you help people and, you know, you uh, do what is best for yourself and others, then you know it's okay you know put yourself first i think that's you know one of the biggest things but, i agree uh, so
1: yes <laughs> okay, my so man. Move on.
0: what was that man I, I said i agree i was agreeing with you <laughs> yeah all right so we're gonna move on to our second segment of the day and so you know i like this one because then i kind of put stuff in perspective so you got a little uh you said you got your journal and like a little pencil there too? yes yes sir i do yeah, so uh, we're going to write uh, one long-term goal and one short-term goal, and then how can you accomplish them? I'm going to get my little my pencil right here too. And whenever you're ready, to well, you can uh, go ahead and say your short-term goal, and then I'll say my short-term goal, and then, uh, you know, vice versa with long-term goals
1: yes sir well my short term goal is to be an efficient communicator and by mm. efficient I'm actually talking about um, going on going, getting in front of different audience and being able to resonate with them with the words that I'm saying at the time that I'm delivering them. so mm. my short term goal is to be an effective communicator so that way I can connect with multiple people as I'm getting in front of them mm.
0: yes that's amazing man uh, my short term goal is, you know, like I said earlier at the beginning, one of my takeaways from the conference is, you know, be a pleasure around others. Cause sometimes, you know, I get, um, you know, I, uh, I get flustered in, you know, like certain situations. And so it brings out, you know, a negativity that I don't want to have and i you know, others don't want to be around. And so, you know, if I'm a pleasure around others, then it'll just create that chain effect that, you know, will inspire others unconsciously just because you know you're you know happy and positive, and it's just you know it's one of my sh- you know short term goals. And uh, I actually saw something the other day. Steve Harvey, uh, he was doing his show, and he said he used to get a call at five thirty in the morning uh, every day for thirty seven days, and there's this guy named John Walker, and every time he would pick up the phone, you know. 5.30 in the morning, John Walker would call Steve Harvey and be like, you know, good morning Steve this is John Walker, it's gonna be a great day and then he would hang up the phone and then, you know, Steve Harvey would be like, you know what, man? You know, he's all tired and stuff and like, he's like, man, 5.30 in the morning, what are you doing? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, the next day you know, you know, his phone's ringing Steve Harvey, man, hello and then he's like, good morning Steve Harvey it's John Walker, today's gonna be a great day and it repeated for 37 days and Steve Har- Steve Harvey Steve Harvey sorry uh, finally said he had enough and John Walker called the last day thirty eighth day and he said you know Steve I'm disappointed in you because you know you're not waking up with that that energy you know you just you're tired and you're like you seem like there's something wrong and like something's bothering you and Steve Harvey goes yeah man I just got laid off from my job and you know my girlfriend just left me and. You know he's like well how's that gonna why is that gonna propel you from or why is that gonna stop you from having a great day you know why is that gonna hinder you and your mindset to not be able to move forward and I believe oh man it's just that's such an amazing thing because if you're a pleasure around others and you you know have that same energy you know wake up in the morning no matter how tired you are then it'll just create that chain effect and you will know, inspire others now you know, the, uh, the next day, Steve Harvey called him at 5.30 in the morning. He said, hey, John Walker, it's going to be a great day. And, the you know, the rest is history. And it's just, it's such an incredible thing to see. And it inspired me. You know, as soon as I saw that the other day, I was like, man, I'm doing that. You know, I woke up, I woke up at 5 o'clock this morning and I just, you know, hopped up. I was all energized and it was just such an amazing feeling because, you know, like, you know, something I'm not used to, you know, feeling or doing, you know, waking up in the morning, just, you know, being automatically energized. And it's just it's it changes your whole tone of the day. Like, it just feels like, you know, no matter. <clears throat> sorry, uh, no matter what happens during the day, you know, negative, positive, you just you know that you're going to maintain that positive attitude. And it's just it's it just the whole tone for your whole day. And it's just it's an incredible feeling. <laughs> I agree. I definitely agree. It, it, it's
1: really what you think you become, you what you think you become and when you become, you actually do. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have a great day, and when you are thinking and you're constantly it, you constantly saying it, you're gonna have a great day. And exactly. law of attraction is not biased. So whatever you're thinking, this is what's gonna happen. You know what I mean? Exactly.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right, what uh, what about your long term goal? Well,
1: My long term goal is to be a billion a billionaire in the making. Um, so yes. i can help a billion people you know I, the, the status is something that will bring a lot of attention and a lot of attention is something that i'm pursuing mm-hmm. so i can help a lot of people on the way you know what i mean like so my long-term goal is to be a billionaire in the making to change the let me see To change the um the trajectory the trajectory or of how everybody perceive life, you know what I mean? Like as far as um, give people a different different life to grow. Yeah.
0: What about yourself? Absolutely, man. That's amazing. So my long-term goal is to be more confident. You know, one of the biggest things that they spoke, you know, at the conference was, you know, if you're going to speak to others, you need to be confident. You need to have that confidence so that they respect you and so that they can learn from you. And so, you know, if I just, you know, take those baby steps forward, you know, every like event or activity that I do, I just think of myself, you know, be confident, make sure, you know, I have that loud, you know, voice in the room so everyone can hear me, you know, make sure that I stand out, that I do be rare. Cause like I say, you know, earlier people pay for rare. And so um, if I have that confidence, that'll, you know, set the tone for everything else.
1: I agree. And confidence get built over time,
0: not overnight. Exactly. Yes. Not overnight. Yeah. I remember that, uh, when I was on your podcast, Failure is Knowledge. I remember we talked about that. You know, nothing nothing happens overnight. <laughs> yeah, everything <laughs> takes time. Everything,
1: everything yep. takes time. Whatever you put your mind to, just know it's going to take time. But you have to be willing to put that time and effort into yourself to see the result that you won't see today, mm-hmm. which you will see later on.
0: Absolutely all right Terrell, so we're gonna move on to uh, the next question and so you know this is mental health is such a, a broad uh such a broad topic and so you know it kind of can be looked at and viewed as uh you know different in certain ways uh but what does mental health mean to you like what it, uh, what does it mean to be mentally healthy and what steps can you take to be mentally healthy to be mentally healthy, you have
1: to learn what mental health is. You have to learn what being depressed is. You have to learn what being sad is. You have to learn what being happy is. You have to learn what being what uh, being excited is or enjoyable. You have to learn all these emotions to identify what you're going through. You cannot. You can't say this is what's wrong me if you don't. Even, if you can't communicate with that. if you can't communicate that with the next person and what's happening is that people we want people to figure out our problems when we don't know the problems that we need to solve you have to start loving yourself you have to love yourself and really date yourself alone be alone be comfortable being alone easy said and done but here's how you can be alone love yourself for being so hard on yourself you don't need the next person to tell you that you're valuable when you know that you're valuable absolutely not what's happening is that we We give our power and control to the next person because the next person thinks they know us, but we don't know ourselves. Mm -hmm. A way to understand who you are as an individual, you have to really be in tune and intentional with yourself. What's happening when you become intentional with yourself is that you learn everything that you overlooked. When When you stop overlooking your flaws and what's good and your attributes, You start to accept them and really hold on to them. But instead of hiding from them, you're working with your emotions and your attributes, everything that you're good at. What's happening is that when you put the time and effort to yourself, the effort and time is going to be put back into you
0: Mm -hmm.
1: because you're constantly growing, you're constantly learning, you're constantly evolving. The person you are today, you, you will not remain the same. Tomorrow is a new day. Yesterday's the past. Which one do you want to live in? We have to understand the past has already happened, but since it's already happened, it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. We can't forget about it because it, it happens, it happened to us or it happened for us. But we shift our perspective and our mindset to even say what happened was really valuable. It really helped me grow. That's when you start to learn what mental health is. That's when you start to love yourself. That's when you stop playing victim. You can't be victim all the time when you have to take accountability for your actions as well. There's, I'm not saying everything that you go on through in your life is bad, it's not good, but there's a lesson. What is the lesson that you're learning? What are you holding on to that's destroying you? Mental health comes when we have so many so much weight on us, the invisible weight from our past. Really, it's not invisible weight, wrong terminology. Trauma, trauma. We have a lot of trauma that we're holding on to and it's bringing us down because we don't know how to communicate it. And you really have to be intentional with learning everything about who you are as an individual. So to answer your question, you have to start writing down your emotions. Start identifying them. When you feel some type of weight, say this is what I'm feeling like. In society, men are not a uh comfortable expressing their emotions. I get it. We don't want to be judged. It's not cool. It's not the number one talk topic. But you have to do what's best for yourself rather than doing what's best for society.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know like you said earlier One of my biggest things that, you know, I'm hard on myself, I get in my head and my escape really is basketball, but since I love basketball so much and since, you know, I've put my whole life into it, you know, ever since I was five, I become extremely hard on myself. Every time I miss a shot, you know, I just get in my own head. And so, you know, something that helps me is I meditate every time before I play and it just, you know, gets that mentality, you know, just clear my mind. And so all I have to think about is just repetition. You know, Michael Jordan said it best, work ethic eliminates fear. And so if you put in that repetition, you have nothing to fear. And that can be the same for anything. If you put in the work studying, you know, then you shouldn't be afraid of that test. And so one of the biggest things is, you know, that I'm I'm still trying to overcome is just, you know, being hard on myself. And that's one of the biggest things, you know, that you just helped kind of clarify and clear is that you know you just need to you know write down what you're feeling and recognize what you're going through and so that will help you in the long run you know accomplish all of your goals and you know eliminate that feeling of self-doubt and everything else that you feel that you need to do things for society rather than for yourself and to
1: even add on to that when you miss a shot it's not the end of the world yeah. Mm-hmm. And because what's happening, when we make one failure, mm-hmm. we get so uh, we get so hurt in our feelings.
0: Mm-hmm. I get it.
1: I, I I get it. Did you know Babe Ruth? I can't remember the, the exact numbers, but Babe Ruth struck out more than he hit home runs. Mm-hmm. And so, yes. a reporter
0: asked Babe Ruth, "You said what? Yeah, no, I remember. Yeah, I remember hearing that."
1: So a reporter a reporter asked Babe Ruth. What are you afraid of? Or when you hold on, what are you what are you afraid of? He was like, I'm not afraid of nothing You just need to worry about me hitting the next home run. Mm-hmm. I yes. don't think he said that verbatim, but I remember him saying, I, "I need to worry about the next home run that I'm gonna hit. I'm, I'm, I need to worry about the next play or the next ball that's been thrown at me. Mm-hmm. If you shoot and you miss, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. If you shoot and make it, it's not the end of the world. It's <laughs> not the end of the world. You know what I mean? Because what's happening is that we miss. But as we're missing, we keep missing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you miss and thinking you gonna miss again, you are gonna always miss. Yep. But what if you miss? Think okay, cool. Just I, I just got I I have to get warmed up. Mm-hmm. You get warmed up. Next shot you pull, you make it. Mm-hmm. Next shot you pull, you miss. You miss it. Name me somebody that has a hundred percent shooting record in one game. Exactly. Yep. You, you know what I mean, like. With these step did I'm pretty sure you just one. you know what I mean? Like yeah. it that's okay. It's not the end of the world.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it, you know, it comes back to what we were talking about earlier about you know what you think and say in your mind will come out into the real life. You know, you anticipate what your actions become. And so, you know, if you say something, you know, negative in your head, like, oh man, I just missed a shot. You get in your head and like, oh, you get all, you know, jittery. Oh, I hope I make the next one. I don't want other people to think, you know, that I'm bad or anything like that. And, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, the total opposite thing what you want to do. Because, you know, like uh, Kobe Bryant, you know, a pr- reporter asked him, I don't remember what she said verbatim, but uh, she basically was just saying, you know, are you afraid that you're going to miss and he was like, no, you know, what do I have to be afraid of? You know, like you were saying, everyone everyone, misses a shot. Everyone goes through a failure. There's not one person on earth in the history that has been perfect in everything they do. Everyone fails. It's the, big, it's the biggest part of life. And that's why it's the biggest thing to overcome. It's the biggest thing to achieve. And those who do do it are the ones that become successful. Did you know, Kobe shot five air balls in one game really no i did not know that yeah it
1: was in 1996 when they went to the playoffs
0: and he's still in top like you know everyone's top 10 list of all time
1: yeah yes yep. but, and see that's the thing somebody would airball the first shot they would stop shooting because we airballed five shots he airballed five shots back to well i'm to say back to back but he air ball five shots in the game and it was playoff games, but what he recognized when he missed them five shots was that his legs were went under, went one underneath him, because he was used to playing at high school ball. So he had to condition himself and his body to understand what he needed to work on. and That's what he did. And in two thousand and one, they won their first. He won his first uh, championship. Mm-hmm. And exactly. it, it, it takes time. Yep.
0: <laughs> exactly, man. It's so. Right, we're gonna kind of uh, go back to the other topics, you know, mental health. Uh, but Terrell, what do you do in your community that um, you know helps others with mental health? What do you know, what do you do to help others?
1: So what I do, I I shine a light on mental health and how he can be brought up. Like last week, I did a, a speaking engagement at a, a high school that's down here in Little Arkansas, okay. and so I had a, a, a pink salmon suit. That mug, I ain't gonna lie, that mug pretty smooth.
0: That mug pretty smooth. Ooh, yeah. So you think better than the blue velvet suit? <laughs> you, man, that mug
1: is crazy, okay? That mug is crazy. But <laughs> when, as I was speaking, speaking with him, I asked him, I said, how many people have saw has saw a man in a pink pink salmon suit? No, I'm raised hand. I said, Do y'all know why I why I wore this? They was like, why? I said, because I'm confident. If you don't like what I'm wearing on, what I have on? That doesn't bother me. Your opinion is your opinion, but a lot of times, where other people's opinions affect our life. What I do in my in in the in the community today is I show people a light on how to believe on what you can do. You know, mental health is not really talked about, and I'm playing my part to bring it up. And I and I and as I'm speaking with, I just ask them, "Do y'all know it's okay to cry as a man?" That's why I ask them, like, "Do you know it's okay?" They said no. They said no. I said, well, I'm a man. It's okay to cry. We all have emotions. It is, we all have emotions. It's not a, a what is it called, gender things. Like, emotions live within us. We can't stop being emotional creatures. No. It, it yes, doesn't it say- Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what I do, I really bring light to self-development and how you can start working on yourself by being present every day. So the more I show up, the more people are going to remember who I am. So if I don't show up, nobody's gonna know who I am. I can't really help nobody that way. If I show up, I've learned the best connection to bring or develop is to show up every day and to show these kids, these young men, these young ladies that there's somebody out here that they can emulate. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. So, uh, what I do, I just, I just shine a light on what believing yourself looks like.
0: Exactly, and you know, like you know, like you were saying, if you stay hidden, no one's gonna notice you. If you stay hidden behind someone else, you follow and not lead. You're not gonna go anywhere. You're just gonna stay behind them and their shadow. You know, not not necessarily a single person, but. You know, if you just stay behind others, you're not going to take that step in front of them. You're not going to be able to lead. And that's why you're just going to stay in place. You're going to stay hidden. And those opportunities aren't going to come. Or if they do come, you're going to have that fear, you know, in your mind that, you know, oh, what are others going to think? You know, what, this, that. And you start to get in your head and all comes back to, you know, just understanding that you know we as humans like we we do develop emotions we do develop you know fears and it's natural but we under, we have to understand that there's an outcome to how we respond to it and we choose the outcome by how we respond to it if we, if we respond to a fear of failure in a negative way and we give up that's when we're going to stay in place we're going to stay hidden behind others we're not going to you know take uh, we're not going to you know, utilize those opportunities.
1: Cause the opportunities is non-existent. Like mm-hmm. how do we do something if we don't know how to do it? How do we exactly. become someone if we never saw that we can do this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's not really taught to us. So we have to figure out how to go find it. But when we go find it, we don't know what we're looking for.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that that's why I wanna be the example that you can be this but this is the word that you have to put in for yourself
0: you know what i mean oh absolutely yeah and i believe you know creating that chain effect is you know something that me you you know everyone can do and so uh that's gonna lead us to our uh, last segment of the episode and so twill you got your phone by you
1: i do oh
0: uh, yeah so uh we do this uh after every or at the end of every episode and so I just want you to, you know, have that one person, call that one person that you can either, you know, thank, appreciate, uh, compliment, or, you know, just give advice to and try to help them through their day, or you know, give advice to them to help them accomplish a goal that they're trying to do. You want me to call online? Yeah, all live, live. live. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm gonna call my mama. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. Can you hear it? Oh yeah, 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 we can hear it.
1: She answered. All
0: right, that's okay. That's okay, man. But no, why we do that, though, is just to, you know, make sure we have that chain effect and, you know, spread that positivity because that's the biggest thing that we need in this world. You know, if we all stay silent, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to change. But if we, you know, take that extra phone call, we're going to make that person's life so much better. And, you know, if we, you know, like my thing is, what's the point in not doing it what is what is the result if we don't do it you know they're not going to hear it they're not going to know how we feel you know if we just take that extra step to appreciate them for what they do or you know even just compliment them or you know give them advice that's going to change their lives and they're going to recognize that and do that for the next person and then they're going to do that for the next person it just creates this chain effect which is you know what we need in this world and that's why why I i choose to do this you know at the end of every episode to you know, kind of spread that positivity and keep the chain going.